the kill, and Warner wins the set. Fade away by Moores. Welcome back to another edition of In Play. I'm Craig Maddock. When it comes to Class B high school girls basketball in South Dakota, you had some dominance. Jefferson won four of six titles early in, in the 70s. Wakanda won three in a row, and then they came back and won their fourth three years later. Baltic won three of four, and then about three four years later, they won two in a row. Sully Buttes with a couple in a row. Summit has won three of four. I mean, so there's been some dominance when it comes to Class B high school girls basketball, but not the dominance of what happened in the 80s. And the Armour Packers, the Armour girls basketball team, and this followed in the footsteps of the success of the Armour boys basketball team. What was going on in Armour in the 80s? Well, one of those people who made a played a big part in these championships. In fact, she played in five of the state tournaments the first year as an eighth grader. And, of course, very successful basketball career in college, She's in the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame, the Augustana Hall of Fame, the South Dakota Basketball Hall of Fame. It's Dana Nielsen-Honor, and Dana joins us now on EM Play. When I talk about those five state titles in a row, what what first comes in your mind about that time in the 80s? Oh, gosh, it's been a long time since I've thought about it, but every once in a while it pops up in conversation when you run into people and they hear you're from Armour and um, and then hear who you are, the name rings a bell. And during that time, it's, you know, um, it was just a great time. I cannot, I, I don't know many people that could say they belong to sports teams that were just, they got along well. I mean, we just expected to win. We just, we have that in our blood. Um, it just, it was a great time. It's fun to reminisce about it. I haven't thought about it for a while because I'm getting up there and, in you know in my age but it just it was a really special time and I think I don't really fully understand I didn't really fully understand how cool it was to be a part of that until now I'm older and I've got daughters you know myself that have been through been on teams too that have been very successful but haven't quite gotten five state championships and so you just really you know realize how special it was I think um I realized as I got older you know, there's only one other school that comes to the top of my mind that won five in a row, and that was the Roosevelt Girls. They won five straight titles, but I don't think there was one member of that team that won five. You won five because you were on that team in 83 as an eighth grader. How much involvement did you have that year as an eighth grader? Your sister would played a big part. Your sister Candy played a big part in that title. She did. She did. And I, I, you know, I'll say I might've gone in a couple of times, but I was more sitting on the bench watching and hoping and praying that my sister didn't get into foul trouble because <laughs> when she did, then um, it was my turn to get in. And, and um, you know, as an eighth grader, I was pretty nervous about that, but, um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I had a key role that year, maybe, maybe a key role in practice trying to beat up on my sister or anybody else, you know, playing defense, but, I was on the bench for a lot of it. I did get in here and there, um, but you know, still, still a part of it. I was glad that I could be a part of it mm-hmm. with my sister being a senior. We've often said, wouldn't it have been fun if we were born just a couple years closer together and could have maybe enjoyed playing in armor and then later on at Augie together. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. 
How much of an influence did your dad, Mac, have on you? I know that Candy has said that your dad was pretty special. He was a coach for you guys when you were growing up. But how, how special was your dad when it came to basketball? You know, whenever I think back about basketball, I never think about it without him. We spent countless hours in the gym with my dad rebounding and talking to us about our shots. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm, I might get in trouble here, but there are some parents that are super involved now and you know that it's, it's maybe detrimental to the relationship of their sons or daughters. And that was not the case. Um, my dad was so key in our develop in our skill development. Like I said, countless hours, we would get the key to the gym, we'd go in, shoot an hour or two. Um, And if we ever did have a bad game or if we ever had a game that we weren't super proud of, when we came home, we knew it was a safe place. My dad or mom, you know, we were never, they never got on us. There was never pressure. It was all just what we did as a family for fun. It was, you know, we grew up in a town of 850 people and (laughs) that was our entertainment. There wasn't a lot to do. And that was our, the thing that we bonded with my dad over and you know having girls I mean you know maybe some girls don't get a chance to bond with their dads in a way that we did but he played college basketball and you know I think he was probably pretty excited that his girls all took a liking and to the sport and um, wanted to put the time in because he was always happy to go to the gym and rebound for us and if we were having trouble with our shot he always had just a little fix for us and um, yeah so I, I can't think about those years in armor without thinking about my dad and how special that was to have him just always there supporting all the time. It was a very healthy relationship, relationship, very encouraging. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten where I was today without him and all the time he put in and the support for sure. And my mom too, just in a different way. Dana Nielsen Honor joining us on EM Play. I'm Craig Maddock talking about the Armor Packer girls basketball team that won five straight state titles beginning in 1983, you're an eighth grader. When you're a freshman, what was that team built around, and were you guys expecting to continue maybe maybe winning another one when you became a ninth grader? Well, you know, I don't, like that's, you're asking me to go way back in my memory. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess as an eighth grader, I was part of a team that was very successful. When I um, was a freshman, we still had a lot of those players on the team. And I was more comfortable just having that year of varsity experience and getting on the court. Um, so maybe my freshman year didn't feel like some people, if they didn't get that extra year, I, I felt pretty comfortable. I don't remember being real nervous as a freshman. Um, the court was kind of my happy place. It was my comfortable place. Um, and things just kind of com- came naturally. When I started playing, I felt comfortable. My nerves went away. Um, and like I said, we had a lot of those. Uh, we didn't graduate many that year um, with my sister. And so I knew um, that we were going to be a force to be reckoned with. Well, things just get better. Uh, In fact, eventually Armour wins 47 games in a row. They win five straight championships. Who were, uh, who were some of the other players that were played a big part um, in your championships? Probably more looking at your senior year and knowing that you had won four already and you had players back, but who were some of those players that helped out at number five? Right. Well, um, we, let's see, I think it was my, after my freshman year, um, Jody Pipes 
was in Lake Andes and we needed a point guard and she ended up moving to Armour. She and her family moved to Armour and that was a really key piece. You know, she went on to play at USC after that. She's in the Hall of Fame there. Mm -hmm. And so she was a very key player. We've got to have somebody at point that she, you know, she could score, she could play great defense, she could assist. Um, And so then there were, there was Teresa Winham, Wanda Hornstra, Dawn Hornstra, Christy McFarland, Meg Nace, Sarah Nace, um, uh, Nicole DeVries, um, Michelle Kelly. Oh, now I'm, I hope I'm not forgetting people. Rita Friedel, she was part of the whole Friedel clan. Um, Peggy Leonard, I said Lisa Leonard, Barb Whittem. I mean, just, yeah. And was it all feed Dana? Feed Dana. Just give Dana the ball. Well, was that the offense? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I do remember that, that my dad used to say before every game, shoot every time you get the ball. <laughs> and I do remember shooting a lot. I think, gosh, I probably was a ball hog. But, you know, Jody Pipe scored a lot. We did get scoring from our other players too. Um, but I'm sure it's much like a lot of teams, whoever has the hot hand at the time, you just feed them the ball. And I guess that was kind of my role. I wasn't a great ball handler. Um, and I could shoot. So I think that was just kind of my role. And I think, you know, people accepted that and kind of knew that. And that's not to say that other people couldn't score on the team because we, we just had a lot of scores, mm-hmm. a lot of talent those years. You still have the record for the most points in the Class B championship game, 32 points against Wakanda in 85. Oh, what do you remember the most about that game? Um, let's it was against I Wakanda, could, too. I mean, this is just prior to the Becky Flynn time here, you know. Right, right. I just remember them being a really good team, and we knew we had to get up for them. To tell you the truth, I you would have told I don't remember that I scored 32 points in that game, and that's funny that that record still stands. I have a feeling it'll probably get beat. There's some good players coming <laughs> up. But, um, but um, yeah, I just, I just remember the state tournament being a time where we had a lot of confidence, and I don't. I just, we really had a lot of confidence in each other. And I think it just kind of, and I don't want this to come off cocky, but we had the expectation that we were going to win and we weren't going to settle for anything less. And I think it was just kind of a given. You just, you just knew. Um, We just didn't know anything else. It would have been devastating. (laughs) You know, my senior year, I think I remember being a little bit nervous thinking, gosh, you know, we've won four. It would really stink if we lost this last one. And you know, we just were able to put it together every year with a lot of special, special girls, special coaching staff, and just, um, yeah, a lot of things fell into place to make that happen. You stopped Jefferson's 67-game win streak uh, back in 1984. That was a state title game, um, 39-38. Any memories of that one? Oh, yeah. I remember <laughs> what I remember from that game is that my dad was coming from, I believe he was coming from an Augie game. And I believe there was a blizzard that night. And he missed that game and was listening to it on the radio. But I remember it going into overtime. And I just remember the Daily Twins. And I mean, that Jefferson was very, very, very hyped up. And now that you bring that up, that probably was one of the games that maybe I didn't have quite as much confidence for, but I did know that we had the talent to do it that year. And I know we were pretty pumped up because Fred Tibbetts has always been a coach, um, respect him, but he was always pretty confident and was mm-hmm. talking pretty big around the hotel <laughs> and we it had gotten back to us. And so I think that kind of fired us up too. Um, 
to really go out and get them that game. And that was a that was a fun game. I do remember that one, and we watched it several times after the fact. But that was a sweet victory for sure. Dana, when you won your fifth title as a senior, what were the thoughts going through your mind? You'd won five state titles in a row, 47 games in a row, but your high school career was over. What was going through your mind that evening? Yeah, I I remember um, I remember feeling emotional. Um, it's always it's always tough. Armor was a very close knit town, and like so many other small towns are, and we always had a lot of support. Whether it's just on the basketball floor, anything we did, the town rallied around their youth. Um, just around, if something happened in the town, just like a lot of small towns, like I said, you know, everybody rallies around everybody, and I'm kind of a homebody. Um, we had a very close family. And, and just being part of Armor, I grew up there. It, it was emotional knowing that I was done. But thinking ahead, knowing that I was going to be going to Augustana, my sister was had been there. Augustana felt like home. So it was kind of like, you know, leaving one home, going to another. So it was mixed emotions. I, you know, it was, it was hard, but yet I know I was looking forward to the next um, part of my future as well at Augie. And you were South Dakota's Miss Basketball in 1987. By the way, you were 123-4 and four as a four-year starter. Which one of those losses hurt the most? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably when we lost to Corsica, because Corsica is about eight miles away from Armour. And, you know, every I think every team has one of those teams that is just their rival that they just, oh, and don't tell me, I, I don't know why, but Corsica <laughs> was always our big rival, and I'm, you know, I didn't really know those girls very well, but they just, you didn't want to lose to Corsica and we lost to Corsica one year and that was devastating um, to us. And that wasn't even in a state champ, you know, a state tournament or anything, of course, but it was, it hurt. We didn't like to lose. We did not like to lose. You didn't miss a beat at all going to college. I mean, at Augie, I mean, you four-time all-conference and all-time North Central conference scoring leader at the time and rebounding leader. I mean, you were averaging 17 a game. Uh, it's like you you're like you were still playing with the Armor Packers. You didn't you didn't miss a beat, did you? Well, ironically, I sat out my um freshman year. I had my son my freshman year in college, so I sat out and I'm thinking maybe that first year just not going right from high school into college. Um, you know, I don't know would I have been ready or would I've been a little more scared, but I think sitting out that year really made me hungry. It made me work harder. I was ready to play that second year at Augie. Um, and also, I again, I don't know many players that can say they went from a, a high school team where the girls were so close and got along so well, and then to have that again in college. Um, Coach Krause came my second year, so when I first started playing, he that was his first year of coaching, and he was a great coach. We got along. Um, the team just gelled. We, we all got along. We just There wasn't anybody out for themselves. We wanted to win, um, and I was just really, really blessed to be part of another team that um, was okay with a freshman coming in and playing. There wasn't any drama. There wasn't any hard feelings. We just all wanted to win, and we played really well together. And, it, again, it was a small community. It felt like armor, and um, I was just really blessed to have that. Mm -hmm. You know, Dana, you're in the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame, the Augustana Hall of Fame, South Dakota Basketball Hall of Fame. And we see the athletes today, some of these ladies, uh, they don't take any time off. They're, they're playing in the summer. They're playing in the off-season all the time. Is that something that you did? How much basketball did you play in the summer? 
oh, gal, you know, that's funny because they didn't have these traveling teams. Or if they did, we didn't know about them. You know, things are so different with social media and, you know, just even e- computer, emails, internet. <laughs> I'm sounding really old right now. But, um, <laughs> you know, we just didn't. What we did was we uh, we would scrimmage like Sundays. My dad or someone would open up the gym <clears throat> and there would be boys, girls, high school, all the way down middle school, some elementary kids. And I just remember playing for a couple hours. There would be all kinds of kids. And I'm sure when I first started, nobody probably passed me the ball. I just ran up and down the floor and tried to be part of it. But eventually, you know, it was high school boys and girls. We would play together. Um, And then again, just the shooting and the dribbling. And I know my husband and I have had conversations with our girls, like, do they need to be part of summer basketball? Or is it enough to just work on the very basics? Because sometimes, I mean, my husband said, you know, how many times are you really going to touch the ball when you're playing all those games in the summertime? Wouldn't it be better to just, you know, just go to the gym and get 200 shots up or mm-hmm. more a day and work on your ball handling? So we struggled with that a little bit, but a lot of it is just kind of the entertainment for the girls. We kind of let the girls tell us what they wanted to do and they wanted to be part of a team. But we did not play like that. We did not play, you know, that many games this summer. And it was mostly just shooting and dribbling in the gym during the off season and some pickup games maybe once a week, but it's kind of crazy. But I also don't remember, and maybe, I don't know, maybe my memory isn't serving me right, but I don't remember all the injuries and ACL tears either. (laughs) So sometimes I think, you know, I don't know if it is all that good. I'm still torn, but we did it. We did it with our daughters. and You know, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'm telling you, these, these women athletes these days are, doing things that I don't think we did back then as far as skill wise and you know just the moves and the shots and the you know they I don't know if I could play with them in this day and age <laughs> you talked about your daughters well your one daughter Danny she won a state high school basketball title at Harrisburg that was yeah. oh man that's been eight years or so already yeah uh, what was it 2013 I think and that was yeah. in, in Watertown where you won a state title it was. Did that bring yeah. back and some I, memories? It totally did. And I told Danny that too, when we went up there, I said, boy, this brings back memories. I won a state title here. No pressure or anything. <laughs> that was, that was pretty sweet. Cause it was the first time Harrisburg had ever been to a state tournament and it was their last year in class a mm-hmm. and for them to win that. it. And for Danny to be a part of that was really, really special. I was that there. Was cool. I remember that. That was, uh, yeah. that was huge for Harrisburg for, for that town. Yeah. And then, course now they're in in double a and you've got one left right one left I do, in high school i do i do yep correctly yep no so pressure on her to, to win a title yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's got one year left she's got to do it this year we were thinking yes last year we could you know hopefully give o'gorman a run but i don't know there's just a lot of talent in double a right now it's kind of up for grabs so why not you know harrisburg has as good a shot as anybody so um yeah it would be it would be sweet, but you know it's not the end of the world. But it would be kind of fun to be able to share that experience with her too. As an eighth grader, you had Jerry Altenberg as your coach, but then it was Ron Weber. What what did Ron Weber mean to you as your girls' basketball coach? Yeah, you know, um, I just remember that first day him coming into practice. We had just won the state tournament the year before, so I can imagine the pressure he probably felt. Um, But I do remember the one thing that he said coming in as a first-year coach that we're going to run, we're going to run some more, and then we're going to keep running. And I thought, oh, I think I'm going to like this guy. (laughs) But he was always super mellow. I don't ever remember him 
getting after us, yelling. He wasn't a yeller. Um, that's just what I remember about him being even keeled. Um, he knew his X's and O's. He, he just, he was a great coach. I have a lot of respect for him and it was, it was a fun ride. What about, you know, Armour has co-op now with a couple of different schools and there's school paraphernalia all over the place uh, with the schools that Armour has been with. How much stuff do you have left over from the days at Armour? You know, I really don't. I'm not a saver of things. Um, my We had a big old house in Armour. My parents have both since passed away and I do not, I have, two basketball shirts from state tournaments that are like from the eighties, maybe 83, 84, somewhere around there. And my daughter Breckley loves to wear those. And I always tell her to oh. be very careful. Please don't, you know, don't spill, spill anything. <laughs> yeah. But still wear them to school every once in a while. And so I, I love that she does that, but we had some coats. We'd always order jackets after every state tournament. And I don't know where those went and I'm hoping they will show up someday, but I just, I don't know. And I think, when we sold the house in armor, I wasn't really in a spot where I was thinking that, oh, I really want to hang on to those. Because like I said, I'm just not, I'm not a hoarder of things. And I guess there are some times where I think, oh, I wish I could, would have had those. Because I know my daughter would have gotten a kick out of wearing some of that stuff to school or whatever. She would think that's pretty cool, but just not a real saver of stuff. And I think I might have given some stuff to our basketball coach, maybe, Um but yeah, I just have a few things other than like some plaques and medals and things that I know are in a tote somewhere, but as far as like the clothing. So I'm going to be better about hanging on to some of that stuff for my kids because I think they might, you know, making them into quilts and things that they can have. What are you doing today? You're a teacher in Harrisburg. Yeah, I am a teacher at Journey Elementary. I teach in the personalized learning program. So it's kind of a, we meet kids where they're at. I switched over to that three years ago and really enjoy it. Um, I coached for a little while, but I found that even though I loved to play the game, I don't, I didn't really love the coaching part of it. Um, and I, I don't, I just don't think I was very good at it. So I, I stepped down when I had kids and got kind of busy and um, now I'm just chasing my last daughter around last year. I had two and my one graduated. And so I've got one more. Um, and also I have two grandbabies that I, like to spend time with too. When you look at long girls basketball win streaks, of course, Roosevelt with 111 and Wakanda had 88. Uh, Jefferson had 67. But you know what? The armored girls basketball team, they had a 47 game win streak. And they also had five uh, state championships in a row. And our next guest on in play was. A part of some of that, Teresa Whittem Skinner joining us on In Play. Teresa now living in the Hartford area. Teresa, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about Armored Girls basketball. You know, I've talked with uh, Candy Nielsen, and we'll hear from Dana Nielsen coming up. You were kind of right in the middle of uh, those two players. I sure was. Um, you know, Candy was involved in our first state championship, and, and Dana was involved in all five of them. I was involved in three and actually played in five state tournaments. So <laughs> first two years got third. And then the last three, we won them. What was basketball like for you um, before you became a member of the varsity? What, what was basketball pretty big for you? 
It was. You know, we when we were younger, we watched the boys, Armour Boys team, um, kind of make a name for Armour. So that was a fun thing for all the little kids around town. And, and you couldn't go down a street in Armour without seeing kids outside playing on their dirt um, driveways with bented rims and bulging <laughs> basketballs. So that was just the thing around Armour. Everybody played. What kind of a player were you? Oh, I was a role player. I was a total role player. <laughs> I um, I was a point guard. And, and in fact, like my first few years, we had so many good guards in front of us that, you know, I was I was pretty much the, the scout team for basketball. Um, and so I just kind of did my did my role. I subbed whenever they needed somebody to come in and, and give a release to the starters and and kind of that point guard position leading leading the transitions and just being a leader on the team um passing the ball in to dana and candy whenever they were open so that that was kind of the role i took you went through two different coaches though you had jerry altenberg um actually he was uh candy nielsen says she that was the last year that jerry was the coach and then ron weber uh came in what was that transition like yeah, so that that was really interesting. Um, Jerry was just, you know, a good old guy around Armour. Everybody knew him. He loved basketball. Uh, he He's the one that set us in motion, really. Um, and his final year, we finally got a state tournament for him. And then it was a little nerve-wracking because we had so many players returning. We knew that, you know, there was a passion in the kids and, we knew we could take this far and we were not sure how that was going to turn out. We got a brand new coach in there. So, so as players, we were a little nervous about it. We just, we kind of wanted somebody that would come in and give us some direction, but also let us do what we kind of knew what, what we were doing. And um, thank goodness Ron came in and was able to provide that for us. Give us, give us that extra that we needed just to keep it going and, and give us some success those, those next few years. And he sure did that. Happy to have both. You know, I'm friends with Jerry Altmer to this day. He's a family friend of ours and comes out and watches my son play basketball. Um, you know, I often tease him about quitting on us a little bit too early. He could have <laughs> he could have been a golden boy of oh, yeah. of high school basketball, but oh boy, yeah, he I think he's okay with that. Uh-huh. When uh, when you guys were at your best, uh, when you were you know playing as a sophomore and a junior and a senior. What made you click? What was it that made the Armour Girls basketball team so good? You know, I think we just had a bunch of girls that loved being around each other, and we just loved to compete. We loved we loved to play. You know, a bunch of these same girls, and probably Dana or Candy will talk about this, and Wanda, too, if you talk to her. We were all involved in a swim team in the summers, and there wasn't a lot of other things to do in armor. So when we got an opportunity to compete, um, that's what drove us. We just loved playing. We loved being together. And we just loved the idea of, you know, girls could, could participate in sports just like boys could. And, and we took advantage of every opportunity that we had. And it wasn't a lot. We didn't have a lot of opportunities, you know, in the eighties, we didn't have as many sports in our, we never had volleyball. So, um, yeah, we just took advantage of it. We loved it. We loved being together. We loved playing the game of basketball. 
This was at a time, too, that, remember, there was the jump ball after every tied-up possession, and and there was no three-point right. line uh, back right. then. <laughs> and, and, you know, another kind of interesting fact that people might not realize is my senior year was actually the first year that we went to the three-class system. So um, our first two championships were in the two-class system. And, and I was, you know, you know, back in those days, the B tournament was huge. That's where everybody went to. And, and so that, that was a tough task there for those first two state titles. Castlewood had won a state title a couple of years before Armour won its first, but I've heard that Castlewood was a pretty good uh, rivalry between Armour and Castlewood. Who were some of the other area schools that really had had some really good matches with? Well, you know, I run into old Car- uh, Corsica uh, players now around Hartford and and um, Madison in that area. So we always talk about those days. They were always a tough competitor back in our our stomping grounds. And um, I do remember Wakanda. We played with Wakanda in some state tournaments. Bennett County was another one that we played. Um, I remember them being pretty pretty tough competition. Uh, but Platt and Corsica from right around Armour, those were always games that we knew it was going to be a battle. There was going to be some bruises at the end of the game. <laughs> How has basketball been a part of your life since high school? Well, um, I actually coached with the um, West Central Trojans, the girls' basketball program, for about nine years with Joe Caffrey and and Jamie Nelson. Uh, So that was huge for me. Really enjoyed getting back into it in in that aspect. And then I have three children. my daughter played for a couple of years. My boys, my, my baby is now a senior at West Central playing for their basketball team. So, man, I just enjoyed um, as a, a parent, as a fan, as a ninth grade coach. I, I really enjoyed having basketball be a part of my life in those aspects. Teresa Widham Skinner joining us here on In Play. Is there one game where you performed really well? during your high school career that you kind of think about and maybe puts a smile on your face when you think about it? Well, my senior year, I had a pretty good state tournament and I made the all tournament team. So that one stands out to me, but you know, living here in Hartford, um, we go and play Tri-Valley a lot. And so every time I walk in that gym, I think about my senior year. Um, Tri-Valley was rated number one in a girls and Armour was rated number one in B-Girls, and we actually played them. Armour drove to, to Tri-Valley, and that was, you know, how many years ago? 20-some, <laughs> oh gosh, probably 30 years ago. Uh-huh. But that was the first year of Tri-Valley's new gym. And, you know, walking in there from Little Armour, you see this gym, and you think, my gosh, <laughs> look at this. This is the nicest thing that there is around. And um, that was, you remember Katie Krause? She was uh-huh. um, a C, you know, she was a sophomore I think that year and um, we battled with them and came down to a last second shot that uh, I, it might have been me it might have been set up for me to shoot at the last second and I, and I missed it so we ended up losing the game but that is one that I think about a lot that's that's kind of a fond memory for me just because then I ended up uh, teaching Julie's younger sister Katie uh-huh. um, at West Central great so that athlete. was kind of fun that was a great yeah, athlete awesome. too yeah 
great athlete, awesome kid. Um, nice connection there too, and getting to know uh, the parents a little bit just because they were parents of a West Central student. But yeah, those those two games, those two experiences have kind of stayed in my mind over the years. Teresa Armour has uh, kind of co-opted with a couple of different schools over the years. Do you still have any of the old Armour colors somewhere in the house? Yeah, I do. In fact, we had a high school reunion a few years ago, and they auctioned off some of the old jerseys. And so I have a couple of those, and I have an old Letterman's jacket, the maroon and gold, and and the letter A, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's downstairs in a box somewhere. (laughs) And when you think about the Armour Packer girls when they won five in a row, and you were a part of some of them, three titles, I think. Um, yep. what, uh, what is the one thing that you always think about? It is just the memories of the state tournament with, you know, all those friends. And there were quite, you know, quite a few different girls and combinations in there. So just the memories made, um, traveling on the bus. I don't know, Jerry Altenberg, definitely afraid of bridges. And I just think about every time we traveled to Burke or out West, he would put his head down and you'd think he was going to die. So just some of those fun memories of a time with fellow players and fellow coaches, just really great memories from those days. Girls basketball in South Dakota was sanctioned in 1975 and it was 1983 when Armour won their first of their Five in a row. And a senior on that team in 83 joins us now on in play. And it's Candy Nielsen Musual. And Candy, when when we start talking about what it was like in playing basketball back in 1980, what you'd been a maybe a sophomore in, in high school, but what was remind us what was girls basketball like in those early stages of sanctioned basketball in this state? Well, you know, my memories are have always been that girls basketball was was the thing. I mean, you know, in Armour we lived in a culture of basketball basically because our our boys teams, you know, in the late seventies were so awesome and um my memories of, of them are what triggered my love of basketball and my wanting to be a part of something like that and you know, it was just pretty amazing experience that we had quite a few girl athletes that had that same dream and it was kind of like you know almost a storybook you know kind of a deal where you know we just got to live out our dream there in that little town of armor before you made the varsity basketball as a youngster uh, what was basketball like what did you see in the upper graders knowing that you could be there someday well, um, you know, my older sister, Carrie, uh, she played basketball as well. And she was, you know, four years older than I. So when she was in high school, you know, I was an eighth grader when she graduated. Then I, I got up to high school then. Um, but I do have memories of her playing under, uh, you know, Coach Burnell Glanzer. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was something a lot of people maybe don't remember that Coach Glanzer coached the girls as well. Um, for a while there, and my my sister had a really positive experience there with <laughs> with Coach Glanzer. You had Coach Jerry Altenberg as uh, as your coach. So tell us a little bit about Jerry, what he was like. 
Jerry was, you know, he, he wasn't affiliated with the school. He was, he was affiliated with the bank and he would, you know, work his day job and then put on his whistle and come over and coach us, um, you know, after school every day and was, yeah, let's see, how would I describe him? He was, he was, he was kind of like a teddy bear, you know, he was, he could be (laughs) gruff, but he could also be very, you know, caring and, and, uh, you know, he had a good, good rapport with, with all of us. We joked around a lot. We, uh, but we knew when to be serious and we knew when coach Altenberg wanted our full attention for sure. 1983, you are a senior, and Armour wins its first girls state championship. You beat Bennett County. What was that year like? Did you know early on that year that, you know what, maybe you guys had a chance to to do something special? You know, I did. I I think we all felt that, that we could do that. We'd had a lot of experience at the state tournament, you know, getting third. I, you know, I can't remember. It's been a long time ago, but I know that we did get third, um, once or twice maybe. Um, but I, you know, just that experience of, you know, soaking in that state tournament feeling and just all of the the hoopla and the energy surrounding the state B basketball tournament, um, I think served us well in that year when we won because we just kind of had a been there, done that kind of attitude. And, you know, we didn't come out on top those other years, but by gosh, we were going to do it this year. And, and it happened for us. In that title game against Bennett County, you win at 39-24. Not a lot of points scored. What was that game like? Um, with all due respect, uh, we all felt that was a very anticlimactic game. Uh, we felt that we had won the state tournament the night before against Renee Rusink and the Castlewood Warriors, um, that, you know, they were always the team that we wanted to beat and just, you know, we always just fought to the end with them and, and we ended up beating them in a very exciting game in the semifinals. And then you know, Bennett County, of course, we had to come back and be ready for that, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we, it, I don't know if we were, we didn't score a lot because we had just laid it all on the line the night before or what, but it just didn't have a real, you know, it it didn't have the energy that we had had the night before. We're talking with Candy Nielsen Musual. She was a part of that first Armour girls basketball team that won a state title. Eventually they won four more. And of course, Candy, your younger sister, Dana was just an eighth grader that season when you were a senior, how much playing time did she get? Oh gosh. Um, you know, she'd get in some, I, you know, I don't think a lot, um, boy, I, you know, I just have this vision of her sitting there and just as excited as, I'll get out to get into the game. And, you know, she was always jumping up and down and excited about everything. And, um, but, um, you know, I do remember her getting in. I, I remember my sister more getting in with me in competition on the track because we did run some relays together and I have very fond memories of that. Um, but, uh, you know, Dana got her chance the next four years and she Mm -hmm. sure made a statement. Oh oh boy. (laughs) Who were some of the other members of that? 83 championship team that you remember? Well, Lisa Leonard, Barb Whittem, uh, you know, Wanda Hornstra Daly, uh, Sarah Nace, um, Jana Hawley, Gina Stralo, 
Sarah Horn. Was it a deep roster that year when you won it all in 83? Um, I want to say we played about eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we went about eight, nine. What was it like going back to Armour the night uh, after you win the state title? First one for the girls. Oh, boy. Um, it was, we were in a cloud, you know, and I remember, um, you know, the, the homecoming, we had a big homecoming. We got back to armor in the gym and the news was there and interviews and, um, <laughs> you know, just everybody in their Packer gear and our fans. I mean, the town was just, you know, our town, that little town of armor, you know, from when the boys were on their run in the late seventies and then when the girls started to take off. Our fans were just amazing. I mean, it was just everybody rallied around the school and the, the teams, and that was just what we did. That gym door was just barely hanging off the hinges. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it was a revolving door of kids playing pickup ball and, and um, you know, encouraging each other. We'd have anywhere from a 7-year-old to a senior in high school playing basketball just because that's what you did in Armour, South Dakota. What do you remember the most about your career at Armour and, and what has kind of stuck with you ever since? Oh, boy. You know, I just remember, and, and my, my friends and my former teammates, we continue to talk about this to this day, that we were so fortunate to have amazing adults in our lives to help us reach our goals, that, you know, coaches, teachers, parents. I mean, it was a village raising kids. And uh, I, you know, now that I'm an adult and my own kids are going through, I realized how, you know, and they have great people in their lives too, but it, it, it was just different. And I don't know if it was small town stuff because I live in a bigger city now or what, but um, the, the thing that I will always cherish forever is, is the, the adult tutelage that, I received in sports and in my education. Remind us, Candy, after high school, what was what has basketball been like since? Now that you're a little older and kids, and you're living in Lincoln, uh, yeah. Nebraska now. I mean, is basketball still has it been a big part of your life? Oh yeah, it really has. Um, you know, I did some coaching after college and uh, really enjoyed that. When we started our family, I decided it was a little too much to balance my life and uh so um you know we have three kids we have two uh boys now 26 and 24 but played high school basketball Mm -hmm. had you know some state champion or state uh state tournament experience here in Lincoln so that was exciting and I brought back a lot of memories and it was fun to share that with them and we have a daughter now who is a freshman in high school and she's in her basketball season right now, mm-hmm. kind of a strange season this year, but uh, mm-hmm. she's enjoying it very much, getting a little bit of varsity time as a freshman. So she's excited. And so it's just fun to, to experience basketball through, through our kids now. So her, the way she plays, is it more like her mother or more like your sister Carrie or more like your sister Dana? Can you tell? The way Gosh. she plays, <laughs> putting you on the spot <laughs> well, there. <laughs> you know, it's it's a different game now, as far as you know. And you, we all know if you're following basketball, that it's, it's the three pointer now. You know, and I, you know, I was never pulled out to the three point range. We didn't even have that, so <laughs> I was a true post player for the most part. <clears throat> My daughter's five ten, and uh, you know she's 
she's played a lot of summer ball and stuff like that and really has never played post. She plays out, they play the, you know, five out, you know, pass and cut and screens and pop out and whatnot. And so there's, she doesn't have that, that post mentality that it was just drilled in me all my years. So that part's different, but I tell you what, I'm going to get a hold of her this summer and she's going to have to, she's going to have to learn a little bit about that. You, you never played summer basketball. Um, gosh, no. I mean, our summer basketball was go to camp. You know, I went to Hanson Anderson camp, had great memories there, played a lot of games, worked really hard. Um, but yeah, our, our summer ball was just, you went to a few camps, learned some more skills. It has changed so much, so much. Oh yeah. Tell me about quickly your, your coaching. Where did you coach and what was that? What was that like? Yeah. When I graduated from Augustana, you know, I got married to Matt, you saw my husband and, uh, first, first job Matt got a job down in Bellevue Nebraska and so we ended up moving there right away and uh he he taught um elementary education and coached track and cross country and I got in the next year because the coach at Bellevue West High School which is an A school in in uh near Omaha in Bellevue um their coach just had had a kind of an emergency and had to leave and uh they needed a coach and my file was was there in the district office and they pulled my file and called me in. And before I knew it, I was the head coach of Bellevue West High School. And I, uh, I'll be honest with you, I had no assisting experience at all. And so I was thrown into this. It was, you know, quite an experience. I had a couple of great assistants. And so I coached there for about three years. And then um, we started our family, mm-hmm. so I got out of that. And then I got back into it as a freshman coach. And that I felt a lot better about that and had a really nice experience there. And then we moved to Lincoln. I coached for a few years, too, until 2005 when we had our daughter, and then I got out of coaching. So What, yeah. are, you doing? what are you doing today? I am teaching English, ninth grade English at uh, Lincoln North Star High School. And when you get together with the family – with Dana and Carrie and everybody else, what's the first thing mm-hmm. you guys talk about when, when you talk about basketball? The first thing we talk about when mm-hmm. we talk about basketball, well, you know what? Our, our father comes up in the conversation. Our dad was our coach before organized sports. I mean, my dad spent hours and hours and hours, Mac Nielsen, in the gym with us, uh, shooting and tweaking our shots and, teaching us things. And so that's, that's the connecting force, you know, as far as, you know, our basketball ties, that's, that's our dad right there. We've talked about the armor girls basketball team. They've won, they won five state titles in a row. Um, You know, heard some great names with candy and Dana Nielsen and Teresa Whittem We'll hear from Jody Pipes and Wanda Hornstra as well. Uh, what a great run they had. But you know what? Uh, they had two different coaches on that five-year stretch. You know, the first year, Jerry Altenberg, he uh, was the coach when they won that first title. But then the next four was with our next guest, the coach, Ron Weber, joining us on Play. Coach, welcome to Play. And it's probably been a little while since we've talked about uh, the, the four titles that you coached in a row at Armour. Yeah, it's 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 been a while. Not too many p- people can can remember it. That's for sure. 
you, you began in armor in 84. Where were you? What were you doing in 83? You know, Altenburg was the coach of armor at the time, but what were you doing at that time? Well, I, I was, uh, in 84, I, uh, just graduated from my USD. So, uh, in 83, I was a senior in college, and uh, 84, I was my first year out at 22 years. So how did Armour, knowing the success they've had, certainly with boys basketball, and then the girls win the state title, the first ever, and they hand the reins to you? What, what did you tell them about what you could, <laughs> what you could do <laughs> right out well, of college? They, they, they were taking a chance, no doubt about that, but... Uh, I had a couple uh, different opportunities to go some other places, and uh, uh, but I, I was just too hard to pass up to go to Armour. I knew they had a great program, boys and girls, and uh, I wanted to start my uh, coaching career. So that was uh, to me, it was just a great, uh, great place to start out. Coming right out of college to Armour. You had to have some ideas what you wanted to do as a coach. Who were some of the mentors that you had that maybe instilled you some ideas of what you wanted to do as a coach? Well, um, I did, uh, I did, uh, my student teaching and student coaching under Mark Miley. That's probably a name that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, he was, uh, coaching at, uh, Salem at the time and uh coached my younger brother rick in uh, mm-hmm. in those early 80s mm-hmm. and uh that was that was uh, a big part of it and then also um with my dad uh dale and uh all of my brothers were and sisters were all involved in athletics so it was just kind of a, a kind of a common thing that uh, that i go in that direction the Weber family, that is an amazing sports family, whether it was baseball or basketball. Did you uh, did you think maybe baseball was going to be something big for you, like some of the other members of the family, but it was, it was basketball? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, to be honest with you, I had some uh, very talented uh, brothers and sisters, and I was probably not, uh, their caliber as far as talent <laughs> was concerned. So I had to go, I had to go a different direction. Uh, so, uh, they were all state players in a variety of sports and they had great careers, uh, in high school and college. And, uh, I just wasn't that gifted in, in the talent area as far as ability. So I, I, my only way was to get my name, up there was to go was through the coaching ranks, I guess. You coached 10 years. You got four titles. You finished with 176 wins. Where did the uh, run and run and run slogan come from when you went to that first practice for your Armour Girls Packers after winning a state title? Where did that come from? I, I, I have no idea really where it, where it came from. Um, you know, you have to have you have to have a lot of luck just to win one man to win multiple titles. Uh, you have to be very fortunate in a, in a lot of different ways. And uh, the ball definitely has, has to bounce your way. I mean, you got to stay away from injuries. 
everybody's got to be on the same page. And we had a really a rare combination of just outstanding talent. And their work ethic that those girls had was just unbelievable. And uh, that combination is what really got us uh, the multiple titles. It was just really everybody uh, was playing their roles and really nobody wanted to let their teammates down. Was there one or two players who uh, maybe you got on them a little bit just to show the rest of the team that, you know, you needed to do something better. Uh, coaches do different things for uh, motivation when it comes to basketball. Did you have a couple of players that you knew that uh, they could they could handle a little a little criticism uh, for a basketball game? I really, I guess, I really didn't take that angle. I guess probably what I probably did more than than, than that. I, we just did a. To be honest with with you, we just did a lot of conditioning. You know, a lot of running a lot of uh, drills, and uh, we just really stuck with the fundamentals. I mean, we had the talent, so we really didn't have to – I, I didn't have to be really creative in offenses and defenses and do a lot of special things because we we had the ability. So I was just there just to keep it simple. And uh, so we did, we did a lot of conditioning probably was there – main form of, I guess, punishment in a way, you know, <laughs> not let their heads get too uh-huh. big. I'm going to mention a couple of players. Uh, tell me what you think of when, uh, when you hear the names. First one is Teresa Whittem. Teresa Whittem, uh, just an outstanding player, probably uh, one of the best leaders that I had in my 10 years of coaching girls basketball. Um, she was just just unbelievable. She, 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 her and Wanda Hornster were probably two that kept everybody uh, together. She, they, those two were the glue for our teams. Jody Pipes. Uh, unbelievable talent. I mean, she was the best point guard that I have seen. Uh, at the Class B level, I still have not seen anybody better than her. I mean, she was just unbelievable. She could take over a game uh, by herself and one of the best ball handlers in the state of South Dakota. Dana Nielsen. Dana Nielsen, uh, again, she was just an outstanding player. I mean, I could go and and give you all sorts of stats, but uh, just – her and Jody are, of course, Hall of Famers. I mean, that's just unheard of in a small Class B town to have two South Dakota basketball Hall of Famers on the same teams. And uh, Dana was just, she was rock solid. I mean, you could just count on her for 20, 25 points every game, no matter who we played. And she shot, I believe, 60% from the floor for all four years. Uh, she was a member of all five state championship teams. She never lost a district game, a region game, or a state tournament game in her mm-hmm. five-year career. <laughs> Talking with Ron Weber, he was the coach of the Armor Packers in four of those five state championship games, a 10-year career. That first year, you're the head coach. You're a year out of college. 
you're back in the championship game and you're taking on Jefferson. Jefferson <laughs> was making its sixth trip to the finals in 10 years. Fred Tibbetts uh, is on the other side for Jefferson. You win 39-38. What do you remember most about that game? Well, uh, it was definitely uh, there was jitters. I mean, the players had them. I had them. Some of them, they have been there before, so I had more jitters than they did. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you're going up against the legend with Fred Tibbetts. There's no doubt about that. And uh, we were just able to hang with them. Uh, and I believe we were down by a couple at halftime. And uh, we were ba- able to stay with them. And then Letha Leonard, uh, she got to the line uh, for and made two free throws with a couple seconds left in the game to, to win it for us. And uh, I'll just I'll never forget her making those two free throws. It was just unbelievable. You played Wakanda in a couple of finals too, and Wakanda was getting ready to win three in a row and win their fourth a couple of years later. The Flynn sisters uh, were there. What were those games like with Wakanda and Armor? Not that far apart, playing each other in the state finals. No, again, another legend. You got Ron Flynn uh, coaching Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, an outstanding career there. Um, it was always, uh, you know, a battle against uh, those those coaches because they were just legends. I mean, we went up against uh, uh, some of those games, Dave Kraut, uh, you know, Augustana now was at Tri-Valley and Don Seiler was at, uh, at uh, McIntosh. Oh, boy. And uh, again, Ron Flynn, Rob Van Lacken. I mean, these are all legends Parkston, in yeah. girls basketball in South Dakota. And to go up against those people, it was, somebody in their 20s I mean it was very intimidating so fortunately for me I had the talent on my side and that's what prevailed when we went up against those legends why did you coach only 10 years that's a good question a lot of people ask me that but it basically when the season switched you could only you know the old days back then our season was in the fall and then we coached I coached uh, 10 years of, of girls basketball and then 10 years of boys basketball after that. So you really had basketball for six months out of the year. Well, then when the season switched, then you, you really can only pick, you know, you can only coach one. Yep. And I just felt that uh, uh, the boys was, was uh, where I wanted to stay. And uh, I stayed there for another 20 years. When it comes to the girls' side, um there was a few of them that dabbled in coaching. I think uh, one of them was, uh, was, uh, I think it was Teresa. Teresa Woodham was coached. No, nah, actually it was Candy Nielsen that did some coaching uh, down in Lincoln. Um, did okay. the other girls, uh, give it a shot, try, try to be a coach and would call you and say, Hey, what, what can I do about this? No, none of them, none of them. None of them did that. Actually, I didn't really realize that any of them got into the coaching uh, profession. But uh, Candy did it a uh, little bit down at Bellevue West, uh, down in, in Nebraska. Okay. Okay. Well, it wasn't well, it wasn't geez. very long, but uh, you know, raising a family is a part of, was part of that. Right. I mean, she you know had four great years at Augustana. So I mean, there was she had plenty of 
of X's and O's that she had there that she didn't, she did, didn't need any input from me on any of that. <laughs> you know, back in the, uh, you know, South Dakota high school basketball was sanctioned in 75. There was no three point line. There was a jump ball after every tie up. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they played, uh, with the boys basketball sized <laughs> ball, uh, before that, that changed to, to a smaller ball. Right, uh, and they didn't do summer summer stuff. I mean, so much different today. Uh, what do you think your armor girls would have been like if they would have been on traveling squads and they would have been uh, spending a lot of their time playing basketball? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, back back in like you said, back in the day, you didn't have traveling all star teams like you have today. You didn't have team camps like you have today. Back in the day, uh, if you wanted to be good you had to do it as an individual. And we had a lot of them went to individual camps. A lot of our players back then went to the gym quite often. Uh, They were gym rats, I guess you would call them. Uh, Probably one of the best stories that I know of, of their dedication and and their work ethic. Uh, Back in the day, the winter season was our off season. And, uh, we had one family that had a basket out in their driveway, like a lot of people did, but this was in the winter time and it was cold out. They would go out and play as long as they could under the weather conditions. And after a while, the ball would freeze <laughs> and they could not dribble it anymore. They would have to take the ball into the house, warm it up, and then go back out and play and do that multiple times a night. Now, I don't know of too many people that would do that nowadays, to be honest with you. What are you doing today, Ron? I'm, I'm still teaching in armor. Uh, I, I'm a, a career person here in armor. I'm, I think it's been 30, I don't know, 36 years maybe. Um, I'm teaching business. I, I'm uh, head boys and girls track, and then uh, I'm also the athletic director here in Armour. When you hear of five straight titles, girls basketball in the 80s, what is the first thing that pops in your mind? Well, I mean, it was a good run. I mean, there was, again, a lot of talent, uh, but again, you have to have the ball bounce your way. Uh, a lot of effort by a lot of different people. I mean, our community was behind us 100%. Uh, the student body, the administration, I mean, everybody, the players, whether they were on the court or on the bench, they all had roles to play. And everybody in the whole community played out their roles, um, including the parents. I mean, they were the best parents that I've ever been involved with. They let, they let the kids play and they let me coach. And it, that, that's something that uh, I'll never forget that, you know, just everybody had a part of, part of it. And that's what made it so special. Well, we've talked with coach Weber and he talked about some of those great players that they had in those years that they won titles. Of course they won five in a row. Coach Altenberg, Jerry Altenberg, was the coach of the first year. And then, of course, Ron Weber was the coach of the four years after that. And one of the uh, major players 
that helped win those titles joins us now on In Play, and it's Jody Pipes Altenberg. Jody, welcome to In Play. Any relationship between Jerry Altenberg and in, in that family of last names? Uh, yes, I'm happily married to his son, Jim, so he would be my father-in-law. How crazy is that? Uh, did you guys go and talk to Jerry about the, those years of uh, that state title when you were, you were probably what, maybe an eighth grader? Yeah, I played against uh, Dana when I was a freshman. Oh. I didn't play any varsity basketball at all in Lake Andes until I was a freshman. So I was definitely a true freshman with zero varsity experience. And one of my, uh, I, probably one of my better memories was playing against Armour in the districts, first round of districts. We ended up losing to them by nine points, I believe. And Jerry was uh, coaching armor at the time. I think that was his last year. So I always give him a hard time that I think he got out of coaching when he heard I was moving to town. So That's right, because you moved from Lake Andes and moved to armor. And that would have been uh, what year? Your... Uh, that would have been my sophomore year. So okay. I'd have been there in 85. It would have been their year that we moved there. So you were a point guard. Uh, Coach Weber called you one of the best point guards he's had. And uh, he hasn't seen another point guard like you. What kind of a point guard were you? I was probably more of a, a playmaker, not necessarily kind of like the point guards they have today where they can do pretty much everything. You know, they can shoot the outside shot. I was uh, kind of small, pretty tiny for, for my age, so I didn't necessarily have the strength to make some of those outside shots, which the three-point line I don't think came into play until maybe my junior or senior year. So I, we didn't have that until I was at, at the end of my high school career. but. I was I was pretty fortunate to have be blessed with some pretty good basketball ball handling skills. I think a lot of that had to do with uh, playing basketball all the time with my uh, older siblings and my younger brother, and we would spend a lot of time in the gym in Lake Andes. My dad would open it up, and kids would come. And keep in mind, in Lake Andes, it wasn't really a the tradition wasn't to be in the gym. And it was kind of like he had to sneak in there. So we had a few <laughs> connections where we got in the gym and we played at all hours. And there were pretty heated games and competitive games and pretty much played against the boys every night. So I think that had a lot to do with my ability to handle the ball and, and pass. So Your sister Jamie, though, also was, was a pretty good basketball player. Uh, was this a constant where you two would play, play basketball? Yeah, she was. She was one year older than me. Um, for some reason, I got a little bit more height than she did. I don't know where that came from because we're pretty small in my family. So uh, that kind of helped me with, with basketball anyway. But, yeah, we'd always have very competitive games. If it wasn't in the gym, it was on the driveway. And a lot of one-on-one, I think that, that kind of really developed me as a player. I know a lot of kids put a lot of time in working on their skills. But just in the driveway, and we do the old Hanson Anderson rule where you could only have two dribbles and you had to get a shot off. So I think that kind of helped create space for me to either, you know, get a shot off or actually make a pass to Dana, which was pretty, pretty good high percentage pass to her that was going to go in. I was probably going to get an assist, so uh-huh. definitely not going to miss any of those opportunities. What was it like moving from Lake Andes to Armour that year and, and maybe that first basketball practice as uh, kind of like the new kid on the block? You know, it was they, the kids, the culture of Armour was just something, it was, it was amazing. I was, we were so fortunate to grow up in the time we did. Um, in armor, that gym was open nonstop. If, you, if it was locked, you'd just call either Jerry Altenberg or Brunel Glanzer, grab a key or Coach Weber, and you go up and you play. And I, I remember the first day we moved in, Dana Nielsen, 
Christy McFarlane, I believe Don Hornstra. So they'd have been in my class. They showed up at our door, knocked on it and said, Hey, we're going to the gym. You guys want to go? And we're like, uh, okay, mom, we're done unpacking. We're going. So <laughs> they were great. They welcomed us and it was, it was a pretty good deal. Um, I do remember before we actually decided to move to armor, we were at the Hanson Anderson basketball camp and it was it Teresa Wedham and Wanda Hornstra. They came over to me and started talking to me and I was pretty shy back then. And they just started a conversation, wanted to get to know me because the rumor was out that we're probably going to move to armor. And it was like, you know, mom, dad, I think we're ready to go. It's, it's going to be a good fit for us. So, and we did, and that was probably the best decision we made. In that streak of uh, five straight titles, I know you weren't a part of all of them, but uh, three of them you were. You won 47 games in a row. What made the Armour girls so good when when they were winning three state titles in a row as a sophomore, a junior, and a senior? I think we have to give a lot of credit to uh, Coach Weber. You know, we were very organized. We knew the drills we were going to do every day. We did fundamentals every day, the Armour Packer Chair Drill. And when I had an opportunity to do a little bit of coaching, you know, at the middle school level, like we're doing this drill, you're all going to learn how to dribble the ball because you never know, you know, if there's a press and you have to break it, somebody's going to have to handle the ball sometimes. So I think he organized us. We knew where our shots were coming from and we, we saw a lot of zones. They're pretty quick, a pretty fast team. So there's a lot of two, three zones we'd have to match up, you know, and somehow score against that. And we, we had plays and we knew where the ball was going to be and we just, I don't know. He organized this, and I think that helped produce a lot of success for us. So I think a lot of credit has to go to Coach Weber. Do you remember when and he came in? Do you remember when he came in and said, "We're going to run, we're going to run, and we're going to run"? <laughs> yes. Well, and we had to because I, you know, I just, I, it's kind of crazy. I just got a Snapchat from one of my former classmates. She goes, "I'm looking at the yearbook and some of these scores of our games. I'm like, I know, I, I can't remember all of them, but." He would run us so much in practice because a lot of times we were done. You know, halfway through the game, the score was so bad. Like, all right, starters are out. So those are got to get you in shape, you know, in practice. <laughs> so if we do have to go to a game, you know, where they're close. And we had several of those too, but not every game was close. So, yeah, he would run us. And I'm glad he did because we got in shape. And I don't ever remember being tired in a ball game. You know, and I think today's game, I think, is a little more physical. I think kids get a little bit tired especially at the double-A level with our with my daughter playing, Dana's daughter playing. You can kind of see that. But uh, we were just talking the other night. I don't remember ever getting tired of playing basketball. I think I had a lot to do with Coach Weber, making sure we were in the best <laughs> condition for it. So, Well, Honor goes to uh, Augustana after uh, her playing days at Armour. You go to USD. Uh, were there other schools that wanted Jody Pipes to play for them? I, I went on two visits. I had some other opportunities, but it was SDSU or USD. And both my, my older brother and sister was already at USD. And I just, I don't know, just felt right. And Coach Tibbetts did a great job selling the program. And I just, I just liked his energy. And yep. I knew he was going to get me to another level of basketball that I needed to get to. So, and he had a little fear factor there. So he definitely raised my game. And I don't know, it just felt, it felt right. You kind of know when you go on a visit where the right place is for you. I think a lot of kids go through that now. They just know they, they make a connection with the coach and like the program. And, of course, Stacy Kraft was there. She brought me on the recruiting recruiting trip at USD, and she used to live in Armour. Her folks moved, I don't know, maybe in her middle school years, and she always talked about that. Oh, I wish they'd never moved. I could have been a part of that Armour dynasty. <laughs> and I said, yeah, could you imagine if you were oh, there? Man. It's just crazy. But, yeah, 
I just knew that was the place for me. Well, you're in the Coyote Sports Hall of Fame uh, with your career at basketball. Uh, by the way, I did a quick check on this. Uh, you'll have to see if I'm right on this. Pipes versus Honor in college. I have Augie winning seven times, USD winning three times when you faced each other. Does that sound about that's, right? <laughs> that's probably about right. My <laughs> best year was my freshman year, and I don't think Dana played that year. So no. she definitely she, she won the battle. So, <laughs> yeah, my freshman year we were pretty good. We had the Daily Twins and Stacy Kraft and Diane Lutz, and we uh, ended up losing to North Dakota State. And they were the number one team in the nation when we were up at regionals at in, in Fargo. And uh, I missed a couple of front ends of the one-on-one there. And we should have won it. But it was, yeah. We, every year after that, we just didn't. And then Fred resigned after two years. And yep. I don't know. It just kind of lost momentum, I guess. What was it like, though, uh, seeing Honor on the other side when you two had great success? And now you're going up against each other in college. It was fun. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy when you go to high school together and all of a sudden you're competing against each other. Well, fortunately for, for her, or well, for me, I should say, she didn't guard me. <laughs> I was guarding one of the guards. So <laughs> it wasn't, you know, like we were competing one-on-one against each other, but I, she's definitely a great player, and I was blessed to have her for a teammate. She made me a better player, that's for sure. And then your daughters play on the same team in Harrisburg. I mean, how, how yeah. crazy was that? <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? We kind of... Jim and I, we decided, no, I think we're going to make the move to Harrisburg after being in DeSmit. You know, what a great town because DeSmit kind of reminded us of Armour growing up. You know, great tradition and culture there, and he just needed to change. He was just doing too much, you know, as an administrator and superintendent and just a little bit of burnout and fatigue, and we thought, you know what, let's just make the move now. We were not – kids were not happy with us for about a year, but they now they say it was the best thing that could have ever happened, and then our, our daughters ended up playing together. I said, cow, isn't that just crazy? I told Dana we were coming. She was just like, this is insane. I said, no, it's like we're rewriting history all over again. You're in the South Dakota Basketball Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? It was an honor. It was. I, I was surprised when I got the call. And, yeah, I was, I was truly blessed to get it. And it has everything to do with armor, you know, and just being in that culture. And like I said in my Hall of Fame speech, I, the, the senior leadership – their first year there, my sophomore year with Teresa Wedham and Wanda Hornstra, I've never seen seniors, captains that uh, well composed in just the culture that they brought to the team. You know, Dana and I, we were both sophomores and a little bit young yet. And the way they would coach us on the court was just, it's something that stuck with me. And I wanted to continue that as I got older and became more of a leader. So I don't know, it was just a great place to be. It was definitely basketball heaven in armor. Jody, uh, Dana Nielsen Honor has told me that she doesn't know where any of her jackets are that you used to order after winning a state title. Do you have any of yours uh, still available? Thank goodness my mom keeps everything because <laughs> I do. I actually have them in our closet. And Jim has, a, you know, he doesn't have state titles, but he has some. Grandpa's got a couple. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy how our kids like to wear that stuff. They don't wear the jackets, but they wear the old T-shirts and I'm glad we kept it. So, yeah, I do have it. I don't wear it, but it's kind of neat to look back at it every once in a while. It's been great reminiscing about the Armour Packer girls basketball team that won five straight titles in a row. They they won 47 games in a row during that time. You know, 
As far as I know, that's number four all-time in wins when it comes to girls' basketball in South Dakota. Some, some great talks with, with Coach Weber. He, he coached four of those five titles. We've talked to Dana Honor. She was Dana Nielsen. Of course, had a great career in, at Augustana. And, of course, also Jody Pipes. Jody Pipes Altenberger, uh, Altenberg, who went to, to USD. But uh, it's been great talking with Candy Nielsen uh, Musial and Teresa Widom Skinner. And, and another player that was a part of those championships joins us now on In Play, and it's Wanda Hornstra Daly. Wanda, thanks for the time. And and when I mention those names of uh, of Nielsen and Widom and Nielsen and Weber and Pipes, what what does that mean to you when you hear those names coming back from the 80s? Well, first and foremost, we were all just really, really, really good friends from the time we were little until we finished high school. Candy and Dana just lived a block down the road from me, so I spent many nights over at their house, and they spent many nights over at my house, and um, we were more like sisters than we were friends. So, Coach Weber gave uh, the story of uh, it was somebody uh, who would uh, be out in the winter uh, playing basketball until the ball froze, and then they had to go in and warm it up before they came back out and continued to do that. Were you a part of that? <laughs> well, yeah, we we played. We just played everywhere. We played inside. We played outside. We had a basketball in our hand anytime we could. So, <laughs> let's go back to uh, your years. Where were you as far as uh, class wise uh, with Dana and Jody on that basketball team? Um, I was right between Candy and Dana and Jody. Um, I Candy graduated in '84. I graduated in '86. I was a classmate with Teresa, and Candy, or I mean Dana and Jody, were two years below me. So, so what were you thinking? You know, after you've won a couple of state titles, uh, the talent just kept coming. Uh, what was what was life like in Armor after winning two titles in a row? You know, I we look back at that and we just are amazed. We we were pretty humble, I think, about the whole thing. We just, um, it just was what it was, um, and it was the best of the best, and we just kept doing it, <laughs> and we really didn't know how good we had it and how good we really were. I don't think so. What was your role on the team, Wanda? Um, well, I started playing on the varsity team when I was an eighth grader. Um, Jerry Altenberg brought me up and I was able to play and we went to the first um, state tournament where we got third when I was an eighth grader. And then I was a forward and I just worked with Candy all the time from eighth grade until she graduated and then Dana kind of filled her slot and um, we continued from there. I was a forward, they were centers, and we worked really well together. Growing up, it, I mean, on the team, it was whatever it took to win the game. Nobody really was afraid to score the most, or nobody took offense if um, somebody had all the points. It was a matter of winning the game, and you know, if Candy or Dana scored all the points, then I got all the assists, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 1984, it's the first year for Coach Weber. He's, he's a year out of college. Uh, the coach 
for the Packers. And you're playing Jefferson in the championship game. Yes, Jefferson. Fred Tibbetts and the crew from Jefferson had won titles before, and they were making their sixth trip to the finals in 10 years, and you played Jefferson for the title. A one-point win for Armour. What do you remember from that game? It was very nerve-wracking. I know they had the Daily Twins, and they were really good. Um, but we practiced, and we practiced, and we practiced those stinking free throws. And <laughs> <laughs> and it, it proved to, to pay off. So um, it was nail-biting there. But, again, I was always kind of the underclassman, and I just had confidence in my team, and I just knew we were going to pull it out. Did you play any other sports, or was it? Basketball all the time. No, growing up, um, there was a group of us who started out with ballet lessons. And then we were pretty much the whole team swam in a summer swimming league where we got to be teammates from eight years old on up until we were about 14 or 15 and started playing basketball. So um, we had been teammates. We'd been friends. We'd been I mean, grew up in the same town all the way through. So everybody knew what everybody was going to do or say or how they handled every kind of different situation. So um, it ended up paying off in the end. Wanda Hornstra Daly joins us on In Play, talking about the Armor Packer girls basketball team that was so dominant, five straight titles, 47 wins in a row during that streak as she joins us on in play. What about after high school? How important was basketball for you then? Well, um, I went to USD along with Teresa Widom and Teresa's sister Barb and Teresa, and we played intramural sports. In fact, we we won several intramural little <laughs> championships down there. How so. come that doesn't surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> Yep, we and multiple sports. Um, we didn't have volleyball in high school then, but um, we had volleyball intramural. We did um, softball. We did co-ed softball. We had co-ed volleyball. We did a, even did a thing of water polo, I think. And <laughs> so it, it was a fun time. And, and we just had that athletic gene, I think. And, again, we – knew what the other person was going to do, and we could always rely on each other. What are you doing today? I'm still living in Armour. Um, my husband and I, we have three children. I work as a medical technologist down in Wagner, though. Are the kids basketball players? Um, My oldest son was, and my daughter is. My middle son was not. He was more on the um, fine arts side. What do you most remember about the time at Armour, small town, growing up, and being a part of a pretty special basketball team? I look at some and I hear stories from different towns and different parents and things like that about all the drama that their kids have to go through and when they're playing sports. And we just didn't have any of that. We truly were all friends. And and then we enjoyed each other's company. Um, the parents were, were our friends as well. We had several parents that would even come up to the gym. We went up to the gym every Sunday all year long and played basketball. And several of the parents would come up and 
help us out, rebound free throws, whatever we needed. Um, so it really, truly was a community effort as well. Um, and we had the total support of the community and the school. You, you just couldn't ask for a better time. And looking back at it, we, we didn't know how good we really had it. <laughs> there was no drama. Everybody got along. Um, and things just always fell into place for us. Is there one game that you remember that you were outstanding in your field or had a special night uh, that you think about once in a while? Well, I don't know. One one game that sticks out for me is we played against, um, I believe it was McLaughlin, and Kelly Sandland was a player for them, and she was super tall. So I had to guard her. <laughs> also, we, we kind of double teamed her. I was in front of her. Candy was behind her. And it kind of looked like um, a dancing sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> and we, we held her. I can't remember. We held her down. She was a pretty high scorer, and we held her to not very many points that night. And I, I got interviewed at the State Bees after that by some newspaper, I think, for, for doing that. But Well, you uh, still live in armor. Do you see any anything in the school that says that, the Armor Girls won five titles in a row. Anything left over? We ha- Yeah, we have banners up in the gym, and all the trophies are in the trophy case. Things have come, things have gone, but um, Mr. Weber is still here, so that helps <laughs> to keep those memories alive. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Maddock. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.